Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Cisco Champion Radio. Today we'll be talking about DevNet and SD-WAN. Our DevNet expert is Adrian Eliasu. Our Cisco Champion host today are David Penaloza and Darren Fulwell. As for me, I'm Brett Shore from the Cisco Champion program team, and I'll be playing the part of moderator. Adrian, if you can start by introducing yourself, that'd be a great start. Cool, yeah, so hi everybody. My name is Adrian Eliasu, like Brett was saying, uh, and I'm an engineer on the DevNet team. And lately I'm focusing on SD-WAN and SD-WAN REST API, vManage, vBond, all the components, and how we can actually help our partners, customers to take it to the next level. Great, thanks Adrian. Now David, if you can do the same and let us know who you are and what you do. Well, I'm David. <laughs> uh, I work as a, a consulting engineer for Verizon Enterprise Solutions in Czech Republic. And we, well, pretty much, uh, uh, we provide a, a consultancy to our customers. We try to design their network to make it, well, to improve it, to, to get the best of it. And I work daily with Viptela as they went. Perfect. Now, Darren, same for you. Hi, Brett. Uh, I'm Darren Forwell. I'm a network architect from uh, a, another reseller in the UK. I'm just here because I build networks and I'm interested to know where we go from here, really. And Viptela is an area of interest for us. We've done a few POCs but interested to see where we take that, so. Great, thanks, Darren. Now we pass the mic over to David to get the podcast started. Gotcha, so, well, just let's start from the beginning, as a lot of people would say. Uh, would you mind if we just uh, begin by defining all these elements in SD-WAN? Because first, because uh, before we say to the people what they can do, first we need to know what we are playing with, right? Right, so, um, just a ten, you know, ten thousand foot overview. Let's not get into exactly. nitty gritty. Okay, so I'm just gonna go <laughs> oh, into yeah. the components of the solution. You would have first your VEdge, right? So that's your end device uh, at the branch, in the data center, remote side, retail store, whatever you have that you're trying to bring on the network, right? Your C, so your C, your customer edge yeah, yeah, device, yeah. right? Or so that's your VEdges. It's called in the uh, Vitella terminology. So we have these devices, they're basically your data plane, right? So your users are connected to these devices, and what's cool is that starting last year, you can run SD-WAN code on your ISRs, ASRs, ESR-1000V, so it's not only the old school Vitella appliances, both virtual and physical, but also Cisco hardware. Yeah. So is, it, now is it running in Docker, right? Is it, it's, is it Docker or containerized, right? I believe it's containerized, okay. but yeah. Uh, yes. So your ISRs, 4Ks, you can run them. It's very nice, I believe, that you yeah, can add them to the fabric. Separate code image use, uh, with, with some of the functionality of the original ISXE, but with the SD1 functionality built in directly. So it's through the, through the normal ISXE command line, right? Right, yes. Yeah. So you can add them as part of your fabric now too, right? So if you have ISR 4Ks, now they can become part of your uh, SD-WAN fabric mm -hmm. if you decide to do it and they can be managed by vManage. 
which bring us, brings us to the next component, which I want to talk about, which is vManage. That's your management interface, your NMS, network monitoring solution, right? So there's your point of interaction with the whole fabric. When you try to configure it, bring it online, change policy, whatever you do, monitor, you do it through your vManage uh, graphical interface these days. It's the most so common. That's the user touch point. That's the user touch the, point the with the fabric. Point, yes. right, okay. Is it the only way to configure your devices? It is not. I mean, since we know we're on a DevNet session right here, thanks, David, for that. That's a nice. Leeway yeah, in an innocent uh, way. Yeah. <laughs> slick, my friend. <laughs> yeah, so you also have the option of doing this, all of the functionality through the REST API that's being exposed also on vManage. So vManage, besides the graphical user interface that it exposes, also exposes a REST API interface into the fabric. So what that means is that all the functionality that's available in the fabric is exposed through an API. So what's really cool about that is that you can start interacting with that API integrating with third-party applications, monitoring solutions, whatever you can think of, your service now, remedy, ticketing systems, and all of that. That's one way of doing and looking at uh, interacting with it. The other way is you can actually start developing features on top of this, right, on top of the fabric. So what I mean by that is that, for example, these days, let's take, uh, and should we go in this, or should I like talk a bit more about the components? Because we got into just like a couple of them. Let's well, cover the components. I, I, I yeah, prefer to just finish the components. Yes. We can just close the topic there and then we yeah, yeah, yeah. And jump then up we, to the other cool. you know, so, 007 stuff there. Sure. Right. So we got vManage, right? We got uh, our vEdges, which are our data plane. And then we also have vSmart and vBond as part of the solution. So vBond is your orchestration um, plane, we call it, in, in the fabric. So what that means is that when you bring up a new VH device into the fabric, the first thing that it does, it connects to the V-bond that is uh, part of that fabric, right? Sure. So with the, from the V-bond, it actually gets information about the V-smart and the um, V-manage IPs, mm. right? So that it connects to them and then it gets the policy, configuration, operating system and all of that so that it, you can have it as a zero-touch provisioning, Log and play solution. So it's kind of the inventory that. of the platform, I guess, is held in, in VBond, right? It is. Okay. Yes. So if we have gone through management plane, we have gone through the orchestration plane, that means that vSmart, which is the only guy left there, is the control plane, right? Correct. Exactly. So your vSmart will be your control plane, is your main point of pushing policy to your uh, VH devices, right? So you define your policy on vManage, gets pushed to vSmart, and vSmart takes that policy and brings it to all the vEdges into the fabric. Yeah, that's good to know, because uh, uh, I have heard a lot of people, they believe that you from vManage, you're just pushing the policies right down to the vEdges. You, you actually go through vSmart and then go if I'm not mistaken, to vBond, and then from vBond gets pushed to the no, edges, no. or just gets from straight from vSmart? Smart straight to the vEdges. The vBond role in this is just in the initial bring up of the device. Then it's out of the ah, picture. Gotcha. For the ZDB the process. Exactly. Perfect. So once your vEdge connects vBond, gets the information from vSmart about, the, about vSmart and uh, vManage, their IPs, vBond steps out of the picture, it's out. Um, their own, is all, its only purpose is basically to bring up the device and uh, sure. get it on the fabric. Sure. Gotcha. Policy is being pushed by uh, vSmart, it's being defined in vManage. Okay. Right? So these are pretty much the components, all the components of the fabric. 
Do you guys, do you have any other questions? I think. Yeah, we, we got all the components well, right now. Well, so, yeah, I suppose there's an interaction between those components, right? So, so um, you've already said the VEDGE is registered with a with a vSmart or a number of vSmarts, right? Up to three by default. So no, fair? yeah, I mean we get into a design discussion at that point. So uh, it's like, yeah, no, I was how just, do you want to build your fabric? Of course, you want to have at least a couple of vSmarts yeah. for redundancy purposes. I was just thinking in terms of of what they communicate with. So so from a control perspective. They communicate with the vSmarts. Correct. The vSmarts are, are basically passing uh, a um, state information between the V edges, but then B uh, configure, uh, configuration and policy info from the vManage down to the V edges, right? That's Correct. the, the yes. key part of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's using OMP, who, the, yeah. the, the protocol. Yeah, it sounds um, a little bit like a, some kind of, you know, hub and spoke on asteroids. Sure. Pretty much it, right? You just sure. go up to. To the control plane element and then down to the yeah. to the VEDGES, which will be our cool. the, key, kind of. the key part for this discussion, though, I guess, is yeah. is the vManage, right? Which is the, the center of yeah. that configuration. So. Right, vManage, and like I said, it also provides a REST API interface. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, from my experience so far with WAN circuits and multi-site environments, what I've seen with SD-WAN is this this the scalability of the solution is just incredible, right? There's customers out there running it on 6,000 sites, 7,000 sites, with a couple of vManage servers and like six vSmarts, right? That's so amazing. it's just, it's incredible. Yeah. It's and incredible. the okay. control plane has become from, you know, having to update 6,000 routers, their operating um, system, and then you get pretty much manually in the old days, right? So you have to go side by side. It's become this one central point from a controller type of environment. You push your configuration to all of them. So it becomes much faster, much more scale scalable yeah. from, from what yeah, I see. Yeah, no one wants to go with CLI on 6,000 devices, right? right. So oh, that would be yeah, a pain. So how do we then, how we then leverage this, uh, this, this uh, SD and SD-WAN, right? How, how do we play with it, right? Because we got our vManage and yeah, you got all the power. So what can you do through the API? I mean, Literally just limitless, whatever you can think about or it's yeah, yeah. So that brings us to the to the next topic pretty much of this, which is the REST API. And I started telling you guys it basically all functionality that's part of the fabric is being exposed over the API. So compared to you know other products out there that have a limited API sure. or just you're able to do only some things with the Cisco SD WAN, you're able to do everything. You wanna break it you can break it basically, right? So you get full admin access. And um, with that, also you get another um, advantage, I would say, that you can start developing your own features. Mm. So uh, what I mean by that is that, let's say you have a branch, right, connected with a couple of circuits. There's a, usually an MPLS and an yep. internet or broadband. Now we can have mm -hmm. a 4G. Right, so that you spread traffic between them, there's redundancy uh, and all of that. So what they happens is that, of course, your VEDGE will manage these connections, will manage the traffic between them, but uh, will also monitor the bandwidth utilization, the up, uplink state, right, if it's yeah. up or down, and then yeah. switch yeah. traffic between liveliness them automatically, liveness, jitter, delay, and all of that. Well, let's say you have a use case, somebody comes to you or a customer comes and says, hey, I want to have a, use, a specific requirement that's not covered by this. Yeah. 
I want to know when my client is coming to back to my data center from the from the branch for my VH device. Mm -hmm. I want to know if it's going through six hubs or seven hubs. And if it's more than six hubs, I want to switch to a different circuit, right? Mm -hmm. So today you don't have that option. It's not there, it's not in the fabric, but you can develop this using the API, you can develop uh, your own pretty much features if you think about it, and have a Python script monitoring your hubs for you and changing the policy uh, dynamically. Means, right? you can, means you can just pull all the information that you have available there, right? And then based, based on that, you just do another action. I guess the other thing is you can take that, that use information from other sources to influence the configuration also, of Vmanage, right? So, exactly. Yeah, yes. that's, that's cool. That's very cool because you have all the power in your hands. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds yes. like a very cool step to do. What about anything, you know, as we were discussing just before the show, something like any kind of portal or, or uh, okay, I'm trying just to think it from the perspective of managed service provider because this is, this is a very common case. You just host the, the, the vSmart, you host the vManage, and then you, know, you, you just take all control over the, the remote offices. So which value can we bring of this? I was trying to think as we were discussing about some kind of portal where you just do like a, you have a basic deployment and then you can just play with all the features okay. and put all the things you want to. So uh, up to which level we can play with this? Because there's a value on them. Right? Oh yeah, so that's actually a very great point, David. What happened with us specifically is that we had a use case. One of the SCs in Brazil was, was talking with us, seeing that we're, uh, how can we help them? Because their problem was, they have, are, they have a bunch of partners that are MSPs in Latin America, and they, do not, they did not go to the multi-tenant route. So what they have, they have a lot of customers and they're single tenants, okay. right? So they have, I don't know, hundreds of them. And they didn't decide or whatever monetary reasons, whatever reason they had, they didn't switch to the multi-tenant uh, mode in, uh, in SD-WAN. So, what we ended up doing for them is we built a graphical user interface, right, that brings all these single tenant customers into one interface. So we pretty much gave them an option, a similar option to the multi-tenant interface that comes with Viptela, right, with Cisco SD-WAN. We built it from scratch for them. It's like, okay, all your single tenants, you can see pretty much all of them in one graphical interface, the status of all their components, uh, and then if you click on each one of them, you get redirected to that specific vManage instance. And if there's some status that's red, for example, you have a site that's down, it's gonna pop up there uh, in your status page, in your main page. You click on your vManage link, uh, on your customer link, and then it goes to that vManage instance and you can look into it. Cool. That's, I think, a perfect use case of, you know, bringing the power of the API and coming up with a nice solution for a specific use case. I guess, oh, I guess more abstract. Um, dashboards and all of that kind of thing. You can, again, take the dashboard information that's already there in vManage, but then present it in different ways or combine it with information from other places. Yeah, it's, again, it's right? what you can get from it, right? You had all the information yeah, yeah. there, but uh, the only way that you could do this, you know, without all this API, it was just, well, bringing it down and building it again, but that wasn't an option, right? So what, what, what is really surprising is that you will always have this information, but but in this case, you were not able just to use it in the native way as you're being offered to. So, sure. well, now it just you know became an awesome use case for, well, let's use the API. Bam, we have it done. Cool. I mean, it's amazing just to cover it. And you could, yes, you know, I mean, this is some kind of theoretical case, of course, but just thinking about it. 
what if uh, you offer this possibility to a customer? Of course, over uh, control process and all that. But if you tell your customer whatever you want to put or whatever you want to deploy, you just get over this uh, web portal and click here, there, and then done. It's, it's yours. I mean, you can offer this possibility to your customers too, right? Yes, exactly. So you have that option of adding value to the platform, right? So as a partner or as a customer, even as a student, you can look at the network from my perspective now pretty much the same way that app developers uh, have the option of you know, Android, iOS, and then there's the network in my perspective now. The network has become programmable. So with all these APIs, you can start developing apps pretty much in a way on top of the network. So on top, on top yeah. of SDA specifically in this case. Yeah. But the network becomes your operating system that you can start developing applications and you can start monetizing them, right? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. anyone with different levels of skills can start and add integrations. From a, from a partner point of view or, or whatever, it's a real way of differentiating, I guess, being able to, to understand the network to that level and then have the program, the, you know, the, the programmability stuff brings you that opportunity to present your service in a completely different way, right? Exactly. Uh, yeah. and, and really be a differentiator between, between other yeah. partners. Yeah, because so, imagine, yeah. imagine you have a couple of uh, managed service providers having the same product. So if you have, I mean, supposing you have the same product, the same price, there is no difference. So no, exactly. what is going to make the difference? Okay, let's just squeeze a little bit the API and make it better. Let, totally. let me totally. just make it look cute. I give you some additional options and bam, the customer is mine. So it's, it takes me in, in two different ways, I guess. One is that obviously with it being a REST API, I guess all of the, the automation tools we're familiar with or becoming more familiar with um, are available to us to interact with SD-WAN. Is that fair? It is, yes. I mean, whatever tool you're comfortable with, usually if it, uh, it has a REST API hook, then you can you know, connect to vManage and get all that data. And you mentioned something earlier, Darren, that I want to mm. discover a bit. So with vManage specifically, right, there's a graphical user interface that's being provided, and every single task that you're doing there at the end of the day is an API call in the back end. Mm -hmm. So what that means is that, hey, if you want to develop your own graphical user interface, you don't like vManage for whatever reason, you have that power of developing your own graphical user interface if you want, right? And you can resell it or you can add new features that mm -hmm. you see. They're not there, right? Maybe there's something that the team didn't capture in there that your customer wants. Yeah. Or maybe right. you want something more or, specific, right? Yes. You, you don't want to have the be on the dashboard because it's too generic, but you want to do something and, and yeah. Or, you, in, or right? you could almost go the other way and say, right, actually, I have a, or it's too a, tem much, a template right? that, that, you can that filter they don't out. need to tinker yes. with. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. Yes. So here's, yeah. here's the stuff you do need to change. Don't worry about what sits behind it and present it in that way. Right. Yeah. Well, I, I understand all this is doable, uh, although from, from an from just a network engineer's perspective, a guy who has not ever, ever touched an API or anything like this is some kind of W7 work, right? It's just so, you know, <laughs> with all the experience and stuff. So how do we start with baby steps? I mean, how do we get a little bit into it? Because uh, I mean, it's not on, from zero to here and then tomorrow while well, I am the API god. So how do we get there? Right, so I mean, uh, that's, that's also a great, <laughs> a great starting conversation for me in the sense that, yeah, I mean, there's so much content on DevNet specifically, right? And we have a whole dev center dedicated to SD-WAN over there. So if you oh, go okay. to developer.cisco.com slash SD-WAN, okay. 
you will find learning labs that will take you from zero, what is SD-WAN, what are the components, to getting you into a Postman, playing with Postman, and we have a collection environment there set up for our, uh, for our registered members. And they can start interacting with the API. First, it's uh, through the Swagger interface, then through Postman. Then we also have a small Python application that they can have a look at. And all of this is free, of course. You only have to be a DevNet member, which is a free membership. You just need a Cisco account. I just yeah, need yeah. not only a Cisco account, but now we have social login, what we call this. So if you have a Facebook account, a Gmail, a Medicaid account, for example, you can log in with this, build your profile, and pretty much register on DevNet, and that's all it takes. So there's learning labs, there's actually a video course we have over there. Uh, there's three videos that also takes you through all, uh, all the steps of from zero, pretty much like you said, to well, zero, maybe to not, zero, not, yeah. not zero <laughs> but to get you set up in a way that you can actually be comfortable with the fabric and start seeing the value in it and start adding new, new features on top of it. Oh, that's good, because then nobody else can say, well, it's, I haven't touched an API before, right? Yeah. You have all and this stuff there, so now it's, you, know, you can just jump on it and... And yeah, that, that's fine. For I mean, we know. I mean, I've been a network engineer now for 15 years. Sure. I went through the whole thing, CCNA, CCMP, CCIE, and the whole certification track. And what I'm telling people is don't be afraid it's really a lot of them think that you have to be like a professional developer to be able to take advantage of this. You do not have to be like super expert developer, right? Just know enough information to know where to put, to pull the pieces from and to combine them, I right? Think, and I think that's the trick, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, the that, trick is know where you are and what you know, can get. Well, it's, well, the point is, if you know how to configure a network, then you know the things that you need to change. Exactly. You know or, the technology. Whatever, right. and the information that you need to apply. So, so long as you understand that, then, hey, hey, how, how hard can programming be? Do you know what I mean? Well, the break thing is very easily, though. It's very easily done. Yeah, <laughs> well, the sure. thing is, yeah, well, to, to, to be able to automate it, to play with it, to just want to squeeze it or, or get it, no, just get your imagination yeah. getting wilder. You need to understand how it works. But sure. if you already understand how it works because you're a network think, engineer, then it's done. Yeah, right? Half of it is just there. That's the key, isn't it? Is, is understand yeah. it before you start, but then when you do start, those, those resources are there for you to learn how to do it. Exactly. They're there. We also have, what else we have there? The MSP demo they were telling, uh, telling you before. Uh, it's there. You can download it. it. It runs in a Docker container. You can have a look at it. All the source code is in sure. there. Um, we have blogs also that we write on these blogs.cisco.com slash developers on SD-WAN. So there's really a lot of content. Everything is being linked, like I said, from developer.cisco.com slash SD-WAN. So start from there, all the content, check it out, and I'm sure you will, uh, you'll find a lot of value in it. And let Fantastic. us know if you need anything else. If, I mean, we do listen to the community very closely. No, that's important. So we get feedback from them. Hey, this is wrong. Or then, yes, we adjust we, and we make progress that way. Wow, this sounds like the best thing ever invented after flash bread. <laughs> okay, Adrian, what are we, why don't you tell, what, why don't you, I'm sorry, tell us uh, how we can find you there. I mean, the, the community will be just listening to you, so. Yeah, so I mean, I'm specifically this week, I'm here in Barcelona. So if you're in Barcelona at Cisco Live, just drop by the DevNet Zone, I'm on the floor all week. And then, of course, for people that are not out here, uh, I'm on Twitter at AIDevNet. Okay. So you can find me there. 
I'm actually monitoring that more than my email these days. <laughs> that's I, good, most that's of a good are. thing to know, right? I was, yeah. I was really not into social media until recently, but I found it fairly useful. And I should I, imagine that once you joined DevNet, you had a little opportunity yes, to do anything pretty else. Much, <laughs> yes. I mean, within DevNet, we, we're on Twitter pretty much all the time. Yeah. Like I said, at AI DevNet, then uh, you can reach me also through the blogs on blogs.cisco.com slash developer. I have there a bunch of blogs. Please feel free to comment on the, on them, and you can contact me uh, that way too. Well, awesome! That's right, well, enough. great stuff. Well, thanks for joining us, Adrian. That's been uh, been awesome. Thank you, David, and uh, this is Darren, and that's it really for us for for another great episode. Um, uh, we'll see you next week, folks. Thank you very much. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Darren. Thanks. thanks. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.